0: Welcome to The Pilot Podcast,
1: where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and answer your question, should I watch this?
0: My name is Me Too.
1: And my name is BJ.
0: And this week we're watching the HBO action drama Watchmen.
1: So stay tuned to find out if Me Too is a vigilante with a mask.
0: No, I've talked about this before. You know how strongly I feel about vigilanteism.
1: That could be your cover.
0: That's true. Okay. In this first episode, Watchmen opens with the Tulsa 1921 Black Wall Street Massacre, which is an actually real event, not one only created for the comic books. And it's commonly known as the single worst incident of racial violence in American history. Black Wall Street was the wealthiest black community in the United States, and more than 35 square blocks of the district were destroyed. After that massacre that happened in real life and also in the world of this comic book, we flash forward to 2019 where the police officers wear masks and during a routine stop officer charles sutton is seriously injured after being shot by a member of the seventh Cavalry white supremacist group influenced by rebel leader rorschach so for my non-comic book folks my feelings on rorschach is he's kind of like a steve bannon 4 chan situation come to life like that frog meme if that frog meme were able to motivate a band of vigilantes he can. Actually, we'll get into that in the episode. (laughs) He certainly did. Next, we meet Regina King's Angela Abar, who is a former police officer. She was actually exposed during the White Knight Massacre where a bunch of cops' identities were revealed. And now she's a baker who obviously still is a vigilante at night. And she teams up with Chief Judd Crawford played by Miami Vice's Don Johnson. So a cop in a new light to seek revenge for Charles Sutton and also figure out what is going on with the 7th Calvary white supremacists. So in this first episode, we see Regina King kick behind and dig deep into the deep network of this group. It is much more than just a bunch of people in working class communities who are mad about red Asians. So Beach, how did you feel about this first episode?
1: It was heated and I thought it was nice how they set things up strongly with the black and white relationships in the past and in the Present and bringing that in with cop dynamics, even seeing how it mixes into adoption and families. I will say, however, one of the things that stood out very prominently, and I think viewers should be aware of, is the violence that's in this show. Yes, and to me, this is not necessarily the kind of action and fighting I like to see in shows because the motive behind it is more I just want to hurt you versus I want to stop a bad guy. So that's a interesting dynamic, though, because I know vigilanteism can be an effective method to accomplish goals. What were your first impressions?
0: The violence for me was also pretty jarring because this show borrows from the actual historical events of the 1921 Black Wall Street Massacre in Tulsa. The show is still based in Oklahoma for the most part. And so to see this violence rooted in racial tensions that you can certainly draw a line to today. It was interesting to see that mind for entertainment, but I also understand how people could felt it was important to bring this in the comic book framing for a larger audience. I bet there are a ton of people who have never heard of the Tulsa race riots. And that alone could have been very educational for probably most of the viewers of this show. I'm just curious to see what other tensions they could mine from modern day politics for this show. And based on some of the things that have come up, it looks like they'll tap into a few other things.
1: Yeah, this show has a good opportunity to make people think about these topics and politics and how it relates into the world. And an interesting way they're doing that is with this Watchmen franchise. And the cool thing is they're not just strictly adapting the comic book. They're taking elements of it, putting it in that world, but also remixing it for this TV medium so they can tell this new story following Regina King's character.
0: So how did you like Regina King as this action star.
1: She does a good job of pulling up that tough demeanor and she really does feel like a badass. I think her costume's a little disappointing. Agreed. She could step up that department but I guess when you're a vigilante you're not really caring what people think of your costume because you really don't even want them to see you that much.
0: She just looked like she colored her face with marker around her eyes had probably an oversized or stretched out sock laying around the house, and she put that over her mouth and called it a day. Which, like you said, if you're a vigilante, you're probably just looking around the room like, all right, what can I quickly put together to get out there and kill random citizens?
1: Exactly. But her character and her costume choice bring up an interesting question about using masks, because there's this whole idea that the cops need to have a mask to hide their identity due to their violent behavior. What you think of that idea?
0: The use of masks on this show is pretty powerful to me because people argue that you can hide behind the mask of that blue uniform or whatever group it is that you're representing. It's easy to fall into that groupthink and to have that mask your individual ability to think and make decisions. The literal use of the masks as well allows you to lose inhibition. It's very Lord of the Flies. Once they put on their masks, they feel comfortable doing what they want to do and you're shielded from social mores and rules of how to be a proper member of society. So I thought it was a smart motif to include for both the quote unquote villains. I mean, no, white supremacists are villains, but... Quote unquote, <laughs> But just the protagonists are also complicated. It's smart to have them both wearing masks because they both make wild decisions. For example, Regina King as Sister Knight, her vigilante moniker, beats this one suspected white supremacist up to figure out where the rest of the crew is. And that's so far outside what you're actually allowed to do as a member of any policing body.
1: You bring up a good point of the idea of hiding behind the mask. And they take it to a new level where putting on the mask makes them no longer a person. And so their actions don't seem to have any consequences. And that goes on both sides. Mm -hmm. The cops, the vigilantes, the white supremacists. And so it's interesting how they're all trying to take advantage of removing the human element in order to get away with their inhumane actions.
0: And speaking of both sides, I think the show does a send up of white supremacy and the dangers of very conservative messaging that we see on the internet and on certain channels today, but they also send up extremely liberal ideologies. So, for example, in the beginning of the episode, Officer Sutton had to call a central office in order to have access to his gun. He can't pull it out unless the central office unlocks it for him. And had he been able to access his gun sooner, he could have been able to protect himself. So I do see a little bit of quote-unquote both sides in here on the show. And one of the little radio call-in shows, one of the listeners who called in said that it takes six months to access a firearm.
1: It's a very tricky set of rules where you can understand why they implemented the methods they did. But then there's always going to be these cases where it's actually limiting justice or hurting society. So it's nice that they have such extremes because it makes it more clear what these type of imbalances can cause for people. Another really interesting take on these imbalances and an extreme way of handling it is in this alternate reality, we have a president who has a long serving term because they changed the laws, President Redford, and he introduces reparations for racial injustices.
0: Redfordations.
1: Yes, people give it a nickname because that is also one of the things that is fueling this white supremacy group, the Seventh Calvary.
0: Apparently, the writer for this first episode also co-created the show, and he was inspired by ta Coates's Coates' The Case for Reparations article
1: in The Atlantic. It's a very true... Tricky proposition. You have to ask, how do you repay for racial injustices? Who do you repay? How far back do you repay? And it's clear that this will definitely anger people.
0: The most conservative estimates are in the trillions. Mm -hmm. It's quite the check to cash, and I get why folks are mad about Redfordations. There is also an interesting part of this world where Nixon did away with term limits. In this universe, we pick up where the movie left off, where we, I'm using air quotes, won the Vietnam War. Nixon was never outed for Watergate, so he had a nice, long, healthy run as president. And then it went straight to Bush and then Redford, per when the kids at dinner were reciting the list of presidents. Mm-hmm. People are just mad that after decades of Redford and liberal policies, they're not seeing any change that they like anymore in their communities, which is another thing you can draw to right now. There's something to be said about how on the note, Knows the show is, but there's lots of media coverage of this elusive middle America that feels like they're being looked over and left out of most political conversations, and you see that group highlighted in the show.
1: Do you think the superhero element is actually bringing anything to this conversation?
0: I don't know. I think it's interesting to heighten these stories using the comic book lens, but I am not seeing anything super so far, though the Lord of the Country Manor, Jeremy Irons, who we see in this first episode. I don't want to spoil anything for our listeners, but I think he's going to turn out to be one of the superheroes.
1: I think he's going to be our introduction to the more superpower elements for the characters. But right now, it doesn't seem like superheroes are a strong part of this series, or at least the main story. And it's more about this comic book universe that we're diving into. You're not as familiar with the Watchmen
0: series right?
1: All I know is it's a comic, they made a movie, and there's a giant blue guy.
0: But are there traditional superheroes in this? Or should we expect, for the most part, vigilantes like Angela
1: slash Sister Knight? From what I'm aware of, we're going to be seeing more of these masked vigilantes. There are superheroes. There are also aliens in the universe. But I'm getting the feeling, based on this pilot, that that is not going to be as much of a main plot. plot point or storyline. Got it. Which might be nice to give a more grounded world since this is such a heightened altered reality where they're really trying to go for a strong message and maybe adding in all these superpowers and aliens and powers and psychic abilities make that a messier storyline.
0: How do you feel about this world building because it is so strongly grounded in what we're seeing in the media, around us, in larger conversation?
1: One of the things we always judges how clear and easy the story is to follow. They present it well so you can absorb it, keep up with what's going on. There were some elements that were a little too on the nose. Agreed. And I would hope HBO believes in their audience a little more to figure out things on their (laughs) own. But I guess it can't hurt to make things crystal clear.
0: I also loved the performances throughout the
1: show. Who was a highlight for you?
0: We mostly focus on Regina King. Mama can do comedy. Mama can do voice work, aka a killing it on the boondocks, and now I know that Mama can be an action superstar, so I love that. I thought Don Johnson's Judd Crawford was so beautifully nuanced, which I wasn't expecting from Don Johnson, though I don't know what I was expecting actually. I won't go character by character, but I believed every performance that I saw. I'm most curious about Angela's husband Cal and how his character will grow. I thought he was an unsuspecting husband and didn't know that she did this vigilante stuff, but some things happened towards. At the end of the episode where it's clear he's in on this and aware and might have some fighting skills himself. So I'd love to see this power couple black love action-fighting
1: pair of people. So speaking of where this might go, where do you see the story going? Because based on this pilot, I honestly don't know where they're headed in this first season.
0: Same. Any of my guesses center around the Lord of Country Manor. Those are generally spoilers. We usually have so many predictions and I am at a loss.
1: Agreed. This one is hard to predict and that might be because we're not as familiar with the backstory of this universe.
0: One thing I do hope is Sister gets to figure out more deeply the core of the Seventh Calvary's anger. Mm -hmm. Because I assume it's more than just angry hicks. And it has to be rooted in something deeper. And I look forward to seeing her investigate that.
1: There's probably going to be some other ulterior motive, maybe even different factions within that group who want different goals. Exactly. I see some complex storylines. Do you want to head into our ratings?
0: Yes, Beach. What would you rate HBO's Watchmen?
1: Would not watch again.
0: Ooh you wouldn't watch Watchmen? Watch,
1: man. I would not watch Watchmen. No more watching of the Watchmen solely because this style of vigilantism really makes me uncomfortable. I don't like violence for the sake of violence when it's this gratuitous. I do like the messages and conversations they're trying to have, but I don't think this form of media is how I'm going to think about these questions in society. What would you rate it?
0: To be honest, I was hoping that you would watch more because I... Am somewhere between would not watch again and would watch again casually. I love Regina King in this role. I'm excited to give this show another chance. This first episode was good, but it was very on the nose. It was very black and white in every sense, (laughs) (laughs) but the seeds were there for more nuance in future episodes. Mm -hmm. But am I sprinting toward watching those episodes? No. For our listeners, I'm also not a comic book person. So if you too are not a comic book person, it would probably take you a while to warm up to this as well.
1: True, but it has potential. And if you want to find other shows that have potential, head to our website at thepilotpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform where you should leave us a 5-star review and rating. And consider sponsoring us on patreon.com The Pilot Pod, where you can get exclusive content.
0: You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send thoughts, feelings, show suggestions, feedback, questions, Watchmen lore, so I can get caught up to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.